0: Welcome back to yet another episode of ResourceCast, a, a weekly podcast searching answers to hard questions on how to produce and consume natural resources. I am Haritul Sidas, your host for the show. If you have a comment or a question, please leave me a message through email or leave a public comment on Reddit. The details are available on the show now. Our focus will be on the US Information Administration's or EIA's annual energy outlook 2020. This is an yearly exercise the US does to understand the future of their energy mix, where they are today. And how they are going to change over the next 30 years or so. So This year is especially significant because we are in 2020 and we can look ahead to 2050, that is 30 years ahead, to see where the U.S. energy mix will be standing at that point in time. Looking at U.S.'s energy mix is helpful. This gives us a fairly good idea on where the rest of the world is heading to. Also, We don't have very good details from many of the countries in the world regarding its energy demand and supply. Whereas we have got very good disaggregated data in the US. So having a good analysis coming from the US will give us some good numbers which we can try to apply to rest of the world also. We have to keep in mind that this report doesn't give predictions or forecast to 2050 Asset. This report gives a set of three scenarios. These scenarios should not be confused for predictions or forecast. The numbers given for 2030 or 2050 will hold true only if the assumptions are also. Correct. For sake of simplicity, my discussion will confine only to one of the scenarios which report calls the reference scenario and we have two other scenarios which are on the higher side and the lower side of the reference scenario. For all practical purposes, the reference scenario holds true or is more or less plausible given the assumptions that are taken by the report. What is the highlight of this report that came out last week? This report says that renewable energy will be the fastest growing source of electricity generation through 2050. This is because of the continuing declines in the capital cost of solar and wind that are supported by federal tax credits and higher state-level renewable targets. This definitely point out to the fact that renewable energy is becoming mainstream and its management is becoming a serious business, not only in US but also in rest of the world. In electric generation, renewable energy will occupy about 38% share by 2050. But behind this hype of renewable energy, there are certain other factors which are hidden and we have to be conscious of those factors also. Particular thing to note is that Energy doesn't mean only electricity generation. The primary energy mix of a country consists of energy used in number of different sectors and electricity is just one sector. So we have sectors like industry, transport, residential buildings, commercial buildings and with that we also have electricity generation as one sector if there is a transformation in the energy mix of electricity or the fuel mix of electricity generation it has to be taken into account how much is electricity generation a part of the primary energy mix. So if you see the US situation, electric generation occupies 38% of the primary energy mix. Industry will be occupying 32% and the rest, transport and buildings put together will be around 32%. I am putting transport and residential together because transport is a major bulk about 25% and then we have 5% coming from residential and commercial building. Roughly if you see by 2050 electricity is about one third of the primary energy mix and two third of the energy mix is the rest of the sectors that is industry transport and building. So when we say renewable energy is increasing in electric generation it means that increase in renewable energy production impacts just about one-third of the primary energy mix. If you see US primary energy mix in real quantitative terms, it is about 117 quadrillion British thermal units. Natural gas is about 50 quadrillion BTU which is about 42% and this is by 2050. Oil 25 quadrillion BTU that is 21%. Renewable energy is 20 quadrillion BTU that will be 17%. Coal 10 quadrillion BTU that is 8.5%. Nuclear 7 quadrillion BTU that is 6%. Hydropower is 3 quadrillion BTU which is about 4.2%. Now if I aggregate all of this into fossil fuel, versus clean energy, where fossil fuel means natural gas, oil, and coal, and clean energy means renewable energy, nuclear, and hydro then we have fossil fuel having 85 quadrillion BTU by 2050 and clean energy 32 quadrillion BTU by 2050. That means fossil fuels will be about 2.6 times more than the clean energy sources even by 2050. Let us compare to where these energy sources stand today. Natural gas is 37% today which will increase to 42% by 2050. Oil today is 27 percent, and it will reduce to 21% by 2050. Renewable energy is today 8.6% and it will increase and it is the largest increase. It will increase to 17% by 2050. Coal is about 14% today and it will decrease to 8.5% by 2050. Nuclear is about 8.6% today and it will decrease to 5.9% by 2050. Hydro is about 3.3% today and it will increase to 4.2% by 2050. So fossil fuels put together is about 78% today and it will decrease by about 6% points by 2050 to 72%. Clean energies put together is about 20% today and it will increase by about 7% points to 27% by 2050. One important thing about fossil fuel is that coal is going to see very hard days in the next five years from 2020 that is this year to 2025 the next five years we are going to see a lot of coal-based power plants and coal-based usage in industries falling down coal plants retiring and coal in industrial uses replaced by natural gas very sharp fall in the fortunes of coal but thereafter coal will stabilize and it will still have a large chunk of the energy in the US till 2050. In terms of energy security, US is becoming a net energy exporter on an annual basis from 2020. And it will be exporting close to 35 quadrillion BTU. It will be exporting more petroleum than it imports annually. US is also going to be a net natural gas exporter and US is also interestingly going to be a net exporter of coal. Now let us come to the electricity sector and see how this sector is being transformed in the next 30 years in the US. The demand of electricity will be growing only modestly. There will be retirements of older, less efficient fossil fuel units and they will be replaced by either natural gas or renewable energy, that is solar or wind capacity. There is a continued decline of capital cost of renewables foreseen, especially for the solar photovoltaics but wind cost still remains quite high. Low natural gas prices and favorable cost of renewables are resulting in natural gas and renewables as the primary sources of new capacities that are going to be added from 2020 to 2050. Now, if you see the shares of different fuels in electric generation in the US, we can see that today in 2020, renewables, coal and nuclear occupy about the same share and same generation capacity about 750 billion kilowatt hours. From this point, these three sources are taking three different trajectories. Renewable energies will surge from this 750 billion kilowatt hours to 1,500 billion kilowatt hours, almost doubling production capacity. Natural gas increases from the present 1,500 billion kilowatt hour generation to 2,000 billion kilowatt hours by 2050. Coal will see a sharp decline in the next five years but it will stabilize around 750 billion kilowatt hours of 2025 to 2050. Nuclear is about 750 billion kilowatt hours today and it will continue to 2050 more or less at the same capacity. There are a couple of nuclear units which are being retired in the next five years. And the total retirements to 2050 is expected to be about 24 units or about 24 gigawatts. A lot of coal facilities will be retiring. A few nuclear and oil and gas will also decommission during the 2020 to 2025 time period. Next five years, I I should say, is very crucial to a few sectors. And we will see coal hitting very hard. We'll also see some oil and gas retirement. Retirements, but that they are oil and gas retirements are matched by new bills, and we are also seeing a few nuclear retirements. 102 gigawatt. Of total coal capacity will be retired from 2020 to 2050. 44 gigawatt oil and gas retirements are expected and 24 gigawatt nuclear retirements are also predicted. So, electric share will be having a major change in the US by 2050 when you compare it to what is the situation today. Renewable energy in electric production is about 19% today and it will increase to 38% by 2050, almost doubling. Natural gas, it is 37% today and it will be 36% by 2050, retaining more or less the same share in the electric mix percentage wise. Clear is about 19% today and it will decline to 13% by 2050. Coal, which is about 24% or about one quarter of the electricity generation capacity today, will be declining to 13% by 2050. It is a very sharp decline of coal percentage wise. But as I've told, coal will still have substantial capacity to 2050. When we aggregate the percentage shares of fossil fuel versus clean energy, by 2050, we will see a 50-50 break, an even break between fossil fuel and clean energy in the electricity sector. So, earlier I've said that in the primary energy mix, fossil fuel will have about 72% share in the mix versus about 27% of clean energy. In the electricity sector, the picture is more or less an even split, 50-50 split between fossil fuel and clean energy. So this is really important in terms of understanding how renewable energy is surging ahead in real terms. In real terms, natural gas, coal and nuclear will retain a significant share in the electricity mix in terms of its capacity. But new generation capacity is coming particularly from natural gas and renewables. As I've said, gas will surge from 1,500 billion kilowatt hours to 2,000 billion kilowatt hours. Renewable energy from 715 kilowatt hours to spectacular 1,500 kilowatt hours by 2050, almost doubling its share. Again, if you see how the mix of the renewable energy is going to play out, it is solar 46%, which is going to be a major part of the US renewable energy deployment. Wind 33%, geothermal 3%, hydroelectric power is 14% and others 5%. And this others has to be considered carefully that they include some biomass also And if it is burning of biomass that is included here, then it is not really a clean energy. But in general, we see that solar by 2050 will be the major chunk of U.S. renewable energy deployment. In cost-wise also, solar is having a better performance. While wind still continues to have high cost of production, solar is improving in its cost performance. Let us have a look at what this means to the electricity price for customers in US. What we see is electricity price is declining very marginally. There is a slight trend in decline of electricity prices but it is not too much to say about. What is happening is there is a decrease in generation cost as cheaper natural gas and cheaper solar is added but the cost of transmissions and distribution is going up. The mix is lower generation cost and higher transmission and distribution cost. So it averages out to be about the same electricity cost customers have to pay by 2050 as compared to today. Let us have a look at coal because coal industry used to be the backbone of the US energy space and as I've told the next five years are going to be really very bad for the coal industry. There is going to be a lot of generation capacity retirements in the coal sector in the next five years. A decrease of 109 gigawatt or about 46% of capacity between 2020 and 2025 is predicted. The coal generation itself, coal-based generation itself will decrease by 26%. And most of this reduction is coming due to the compliance to the affordable clean energy rule. And this reduction of coal share is going to level off at about 127 gigawatt by 2050. After 2025 to 2050 years. I told earlier. The next sector which is also not performing so good is the nuclear sector. There is going to be a 19% or 20% decline in nuclear electric generation capacity from 98 gigawatt in 2019 to 78 gigawatt by 2050. So that is about 100 gigawatt today going down to 80 gigawatt by 2015. About 20 gigawatt reduction in the production capacity. The forecast according to this report is that there is no no new plant additions of nuclear occurring beyond 2022 but the existing plants will have some up ratings, some upgrades of 2 gigawatt starting from 2022 so whatever new capacity additions in nuclear beyond 2022 is coming from upratings which are happening in the existing plants itself smaller single reactor plants are going to be most hit they are the most impacted by the high cost particularly those plants of operating in regions which are deregulated wholesale power markets and in states without zero emission credit policy. let us have a look at what this means to carbon emission because this is where the real answers should lie. So whether the US is going to have a real saving in carbon emissions, whether there is going to be a real reduction in carbon emissions or not is something which we have to closely watch. So this report forecast that energy-related carbon dioxide emissions will decrease until middle of 2020s, that is about 2025. As a result of change of the fuel mix in the electric power power sector. As I've told, electric power sector is about roughly one third of the energy space. So there, there is a greening of energy. You have a lot of renewables coming there. You have coal retiring and replaced by natural gas. That means it also provides a net carbon advantage. So because of that, the electric sector is greening and this is showing the carbon dioxide emission decrease in the US until 2025. But beyond 2025, there is general increase in energy demand in other sectors such as industry and transportation, which causes emission to increase. So by 2050, the total emissions will be still less by 4% of the 2020 level. So what we are seeing is a decrease by 2025, but growing demand in transportation and industry will push back the carbon emission to the same level as we see today. Let us have a closer look at the emissions situation coming from energy. So we see large emission savings or emissions reduction in the U.S. energy sector due to coal retirements, natural gas go- growth, and by 2050 it will reach again reach the 2020 levels. In other words there is going to be no change in energy emissions if we compare between 2020 and 2050. By 2050, transport will be contributing to 1.7 billion metric tons of carbon dioxide every year. Electricity sector 1.5 billion metric tons. Industrial sector 1.5 billion tons. And buildings about quarter billion metric tons. The largest emissions is from transport. It actually decreases a little bit to 2020. 20, 20, 2040 and then it surges back to 1.5, 1.7 by 2050. Electricity also drops to 2025 but then it remains stable. So the industrial surge that is a surge from current 1 billion metric tons to 1.5 billion metric tons is the biggest setback we are seeing in the emission spectrum. Buildings whether it is domestic or commercial is not showing any change. The bottom line is unless transport and industrial emissions are addressed there is a no chance that US will be reducing CO2 emissions. Let us have a quick rundown of what we have been discussing about the US energy sector so far. Transport and industry are the Achilles heel of the US energy space. We see that this trend is on an upward trajectory even beyond 2050. This is because energy use in industry sector is not seeing any signals of reducing. There is an industrial growth and energy use is also growing. Carbon intensity that is a metric tons of carbon dioxide emitted per unit of energy consumed is decreasing in every sector whether it is industry, transport, buildings, electricity. The gains that are provided electricity sector are being undermined by transportation and industry. And what we see is that the carbon intensity of all the sectors, whether it is industry, transport or buildings, they have been coming down for the last few decades. But then by around this year, by 2019, 2020, they are all flattening out. The projection is that they are not significant gains for the next 30 years. These are the two areas probably entrepreneurs can put in their thoughts into how we can address the carbon emissions from industry and transportation and how we can address the issue of carbon intensity in all the sectors. We will stop here for this episode. Please let me know your thoughts on these issues. You can email us your comments or post it on Reddit. The details are in the show notes. ResourceCast will be back with more in-depth analysis. Thank you very much and goodbye.